Good morning. What a blessed time today is. Great worship. I want to commend you for being so faithful with to God's word. Uh, I truly believe what you, your focus here as a church is very biblical. Your worship is very scriptural. The hymns that you sing, the scriptures that you emphasize is unique today. So I want to just encourage you to continue with your focus and that the service, because it is so biblical, is very refreshing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this service. We thank you for all the people who made this possible. We thank you for the prayers of your saints this morning. We know you are coming soon. We need you to come soon. May we be good and faithful servants until you come back. Lord, this morning, give us ears to hear with. And may we hear your word. And may we do your word. For your glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The title this morning is called Blessed Poverty. And this is part two of the series I promised we would be doing when I come every month. It's the What Did Jesus Say series. It worked before. So, there we go. So, Lord willing, we are going to do a series on the Sermon on the Mount each month that I'm here. And last month I was here, I preached on the following title What Did Jesus Say? And the message emphasized why the Sermon on the Mount, that is the specific teachings of Jesus, is so essential to each and every Christian. 
神的话，主耶稣基督的话，尤其是登山宝训，为什么对每一个基督徒而言是如此的至关重要 ？So, quick question, maybe for the young people, uh, what chapters in Matthew contain the Sermon on the Mount? 啊，我现在问大家一个问题啊，尤其是对我们年轻人。And you can just shout out a chapter or chapters. 耶稣说，耶稣的登山宝训在马太福音的第哪几章？你可以大声的喊出来。I was going to bring a lollipop for a motivator, but it's in my car, so. 我本来带了一些，我本来带了一些棒棒糖，要棒棒糖来给大家一点激励。可惜我把它留在呃车里头没带出来，下次我一定带出来。So what chapters in Matthew? Can I turn to to see the specific teachings of Jesus? 那么我如果要到啊马太福音里头去的话，究竟哪些章我要去才能找到耶稣的登山宝训呢 ？Teachings that Jesus said, if you hear and do, you'll be building your life on a rock, on a firm foundation. 你到哪里去找耶稣所说的说？你如果听见那些教训，而且去遵循的话。What what are those chapters? Those chapters are which chapters? Matthew chapter. Now you know what I would be doing right now, right? If I was in your place, I'd be quickly going to Google. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> If I don't know something, or I'm going to be questioned on something, and I'm quick with my fingers, I'm going to Google. You can also go to Luke chapter six as well. So last month we learned. About the importance of knowing what Jesus said. 上一次我和大家分享的是啊，知道耶稣所教导的，呃，要明白耶稣教导的东西是何等的重要。And we focus specifically on the passage that we just read in Matthew 28. 而且我们上一次教呃上一次分享的是在我们今天所读过的经文马太福音二十八章十八到二十节。I need help in the the sound room. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to sound moving, but there we go. And I asked you an essential question, and this is the the question that I asked、um, last time I was with you, which is what role do the teachings of Jesus play in your thinking, in your everyday actions, if you call yourself a Christian? Or a follower of Jesus. 那么我上一次给大家带的一个挑战性的问题就是说，啊，耶稣的教导在你的思想，在你的行为，啊，究竟起一个什么样的作用？你作为一个基督的跟随者，它起了什么样的作用 ？And the reason that this question was asked is because I wanted you to think about how important the Sermon on the Mount is. 我之所以问大家这个问题，是要让大家知道，登山宝训对我们基督徒而言是何其的重要。Since it's a description, Matthew five, six, and seven is a description of what you, as a Christian, are meant to be. 
因为登山宝训嘛，还分五章到第七章啊。事实上讲的就是我们作为一个基督徒，我们应该是一个什么样的态势 ？In terms of your character， 更多的是要讲到我们自己的这个品性品格。So it's super super clear， 所以就会特别特别的清晰。Of what my character。Should look like as a Christian. 作为一个基督徒，我的品性应该要像是怎样的 ？And what's beautiful is that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, modeled that character. 而且我们的主耶稣基督，他如何的给我们做榜样，把那样的一个品性当中的品性给展示出来。So what was true in Jesus's teachings was true in Jesus's life. So it's clear. We just make it unclear. <laughs> so. Another question I had asked is this one, which is how does the Sermon on the Mount impact your thinking and behavior? Which is sort of a rephrasing of the first one we just saw. The second question and the first question are related. Is the Sermon on the Mount actually influencing your thinking and behavior? And so, if you want to see Matthew five, six, and seven, if you want to see this in practice, you look to Jesus. 如果你要把马太福音第五章第到第七章的登山宝训要真实的活出来，你要做的要是常常的仰望和定睛在耶稣身上。And so this morning we're going to dive directly into the Sermon on the Mount. 今天早上我们就直接进入到登山宝训里头。And we're going to do so by focusing on the foundational teaching、um, that Jesus speaks. In the first few verses. Today, we are going to focus on the foundation teaching. What I want you to see is that there is a logical sequence to the verses we just read、um, before in Matthew chapter five. It's called the Beatitudes, but there. There's a logical sequence to why things are placed where they are. 我想提醒大家，圣经上的经文之所以如此的安排，它是有一个特别的逻辑关系在里面的。I don't think that the the order in which Jesus spoke these things was random. I believe there was a intention to it, a purpose to it. 我相信主耶稣基督之所以用这样的顺序把他的教导表达出来。So we are going to focus in on just one, one, basically one verse. We're going to look at verse one, two, three, but we're going to focus in on this specific teaching of Jesus. Today, we are going to read, we are going to talk about one to three, but the most important focus is in the middle part. This is foundational. This is a basic. You begin here. You, uh, your, 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 your
you begin here as a follower of Jesus. And this verse will tie in all the other teachings. So if this is gone, we're going to have a um, unstable structure. So we were going to read, I was going to have you read again Matthew 5, 1 to 11, but we already read it. So we're just going to read uh, verses 1 to 3 again. Matthew 5, 1 to 3, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. So this is the key three verses we're going to be looking at, but we're going to focus in on verse three. So we have here in Matthew 5, and seeing the multitudes, he, Jesus, went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so let's begin our exploration of the Sermon on the Mount by just looking very briefly at the setting in which this took place. So Jesus is outside and he's outside and he is communicating this list of supreme divine blessings. So Jesus, God in human flesh, is outdoors on a mountain teaching. What, what a humble and beautiful way to teach. And it's so interesting that today, now because of the pandemic, many are just going outside to do things. And, and in that sense, that's been a very positive development. There's something beautiful about being out, outdoors. And I encourage you, do your Bible reading, do your Bible study, do your prayer outside. Follow Jesus' example and go outdoors. And so the actual location of where Jesus did this uh, teaching is not 
a hundred percent certain. 那么耶稣做这一个登山宝训的具体地点是有争议的，并非完全就百分之百的，嗯啊啊,啊为人所呃、啊、共有共识。However, the traditional location of the Mount of Beatitudes is on the north western shore of the Sea of Galilee. 啊，但是一般而言，大家啊传统上认为登山宝训的这山是在加利利海的西北西北岸上。Now I, I bring this up because there's a certain importance to this. It's important that when you read the Bible, you realize that it's historical. That this event took place in time and space. In other words, it's real. This event happened on Earth in a specific place. From from another perspective, is to say, uh, uh, in another way, is to say, we know this fact. This event is a real event in a specific place. And that's the beauty of the Bible. We can travel to these places. We could. Actually, go there today if we wanted to. Ah, this is the Bible's teaching. Because if we are able, we can travel And he begins to teach his disciples. He teaches his disciples. He's teaching his followers. He's teaching Christians the most profound truths ever to be uttered. He teaches his disciples, which is those who follow him, the most important truths. And he begins his message by saying something very curious. He, uh, 开口说出来的话呢，确实令人觉得很惊讶，很奇怪的。I mean, he launches his manifesto in, in a very counterintuitive way. 他所宣告的让人听起来好像是特别的和我们的直觉相反。And he says, "Um, happy." Are the rich in spirit, for they are the ones who will enter the kingdom of heaven. He said, "Ah, "哦，虚心的人有福了，因为他们，啊，因为天国是他们的。Now Because he said, "Blessed are the poor in spirit." So I am so pleased to know that deep down you are just dying to stand up and shout at me and say, "He's wrong! He's wrong! Get him out of the church! That's wrong!" So I'm glad I, I felt that energy. Well, actually, in our inner depths, we will say. 他说错了
，谁会想要做一个在里头很贫穷的人呢？他他他他说的不对，我们让他赶快把他赶出去，不要让他再继续讲。So you're right. He Jesus did not say that. Jesus did not say this. 事实上，耶稣他不是这样说的。But I wonder, is this what we think? 但是这是我们呃哦 ，sorry， 对不起啊，我刚才都翻错了。实际上，他说的是个反的，他说是这个，你里头很富足的人就就富了啊啊呃，所以他说，呃，耶稣没这样讲，对不起，我那个小反。Is this not the philosophy of some? Is this not the attitude of the world? 但是这个确实是世俗的哲学所教导人的，让每个人都里头要啊自己自我感觉好，里头要骄傲。Don't some people think that the key to happiness、uh, or blessedness, right? It's the same word. Blessed is happy.、Um, that don't you think some people believe that the key to happiness is wealth in body and mind? We need to think about whether the secular people really believe that the key to happiness. 或者用另外词就那个幸福啊，就是呢，我们要在财产、我们的身体、我们的心灵里头都很呃富足的情况下，那样子我们是不是就会更更蒙祝福，更加的幸福呢 ？Do do some people have the impression that if you are wealthy, you are blessed, and if you are poor, you are cursed? 有没有人心里想说，如果你是富足的，你是蒙祝福的？如果你是贫穷的，那么你是被咒诅的了。Now I've never heard anyone say that. 我从来没有碰见人这样的人说。But, but I wonder, do we feel that? 但是呢，虽然我们嘴里面说，我们心里面在想啊。Do we sometimes kind of believe that? 我们是不是有时候心里是这样？真的是相信是这样吗 ？I I mean, Jesus starts off using a word. That we really don't like, he says, "Blessed are the poor," and it's like, wait a minute, and it's just controversial the minute you hear it. Ah, because Jesus, he started his teaching, is about what we want to be different. He said, "What?" He said, "Poor is a negative word." We know poverty is a negative word. It has a negative connotation to it. It has a negative connotation to it. 呃，负面的一个意涵在里面。We avoid the word. 我们都一般要尽量避免使用这个词。No one here, including myself, would want to be known as poor. 我啊，我们包括我自己都不希望自己被人称作是一个破感，一个贫穷的感。I wouldn't want that label attached to me economically, socially, or even religiously. 啊、uh, ，我不希望这一个词啊作为我的标签，无论是在经济上，是在呃社会上，呃甚或在这个啊宗教里头。And I'm sure you wouldn't want me thinking of you that way either. 我相信也不想我这样去认为你，你是一个贫穷的人。And so there's an initial struggle you might have initially. If you just hear this statement from Jesus, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven," but that's where you have to pause and think deeply about what he's saying. Ah, we may, maybe, the first, the first, hearing this teaching, the first struggle, in the middle, 
啊，那至因为此，我们就要停下来，仔细的看一看耶稣究竟说的是什么意思。And this is why listening, you know, Jesus is blessed. You know, he who has ears to hear. So it's very important for us as Christians to be reflective, to pause, to think, to absorb, to digest, to meditate, so that we can hear Jesus correctly. So we, this is why, ah, scripture says, "If you have ears, you will hear." So when we encounter such a passage of scripture, we need to sit down, we need to reflect, we need to meditate. 我们就要来仔细的寻求，呃，光照，真实的知道这里说的究竟是什么。Now, when you read this this phrase from Jesus, who said, "Blessed are the poor in spirit," something might happen within you when you read that. Think about that. 那就是为什么当你读到说啊，贫穷的人有福了，或邻里贫穷的人有福了的时候，你会停下来来思考。Maybe. For some, pride begins to awaken at the mere thought that they may be poor or in need of anything. Maybe in our heart, there is a jealousy that will be awakened. Because we think that we think that we are poor and need of anything. And yet Jesus says, which is even more unbelievable, happy, happy are those who are poor in spirit. Ah, but Jesus also says, ah, poor people, middle class people have happiness, or poor middle class people are happy. So, so why does Jesus say this? Why does Jesus say this? Why does Jesus say this? What does he mean by this statement? What are the practical implications of this to our life? I mean, how are we to link happiness or blessedness on the one hand with poverty of the spirit on the other hand? First, we need to understand clearly that Jesus is speaking about our inner spiritual life. Jesus is focused on our spiritual life in the Sermon on the Mount. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is focused on our spiritual life. And this is why he says, "Blessed are the poor spiritually, in spirit." That is why he says, "Blessed are the poor." And throughout Jesus's teachings, you will see constantly how Jesus is showing that to God, the outer life is not as much of a priority as the inner life. 
那么我们在读圣经，在看耶稣的教导的时候，我们常常的遇见一件事情，就是圣经上教导我们要有一个优先顺序，而这个优先乃是以后的生命，远远的要优先于我们外在的生命。I mean, it's one thing for me to stop drinking a beer if I was like, all right, I'm not going to drink that beer right now. 啊，一方我我一方面可以说我今天就不想喝酒了。That's that's outward. You can see that. That is kind of maybe in some ways easy to to change. 这是一个外在的行为啊。从某个角度讲的话，这是相对而言比较容易解决的问题。The harder thing to fix is my desire for that beer.而内在的却是我以后对着酒精、对着啤酒的一个一个一个渴望。or to fix the why of why I'm drinking it, to fix that why, why am I desiring that? That's a harder thing to fix. So with a laser focus, Jesus goes to the core of our problem, the core of everyone's problem that there is something wrong with us spiritually, which explains why the world is such a mess. And what Jesus is showing here in this verse is that uh, the inner spiritual life when it's transformed, then and only then will that newly transformed spiritual life spill over into our everyday practical observable life. And so there's like three parts to this scripture, which are really cool. And he's linked all of those three parts. The first part is the blessed or happy part, which we love. So he gets my attention immediately when I hear, oh, blessed, I want that. Oh, happy, I want that. So, 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 you know, I'm on the, uh, the summit of Everest right now. I want to stay there. This is awesome. I got a great view. Blessed, happy. I'm good, Jesus. And that's good. We could put period there. Just blessed, you know, blessed. Uh, that's where I want to stay. I don't want to read anymore. And then the wind comes by and I'm pushed off the summit and now I'm all the way down to base camp with poor in spirit, which I don't like. And 
And then Jesus lifts me again back to Everest on the top of the summit by saying kingdom of heaven, which I also like. I want to be there. I want what's there in my life. I want to be there. So, it, you know, you could see this roller coaster we're on here. And of course, I'm hoping that you guys are thinking right now um, that this sounds a little bit like John chapter 3. And if you later go to John chapter 3, you'll see these nice links to what Jesus is saying to Nicodemus about being born again, being born of the Spirit, and this verse here where Jesus is teaching the disciples. So what we're going to do before we close is I'm not going to focus so much on the blessed, happy part. And I'm not going to spend too much time on the kingdom of heaven part. I want to focus on the part that we don't like, which is the poverty of spirit part. That's the problem. But also the key. So we want to stay there. We want to stay in base camp on Everest, right? We'll get to the top soon enough, but let's stay on base camp first and figure this out. And so our essential question for the next few minutes is, what does poverty of spirit really mean? It's super, super, super important. Unless, of course, you don't really weigh heavily what Jesus says. If you just think Jesus just kind of talks and, you know, some of it's important and really some of it's not. I am so glad that I was not one of Jesus's apostles. I'm so glad I didn't live in the first century. Because I'm a note taker. Because I am a note taker. And I would have been so frustrated because I would have wanted to have written everything Jesus said. I mean, every time Jesus spoke, I think my hand would have fell off because, first of all, and it would have been frustrating because I wouldn't have had 
the, the instruments to even capture what he was saying. It would have been just, I would have been dying because right. I'd be like, oh, that was great. Oh, what did he say again? That was, oh my gosh, you know, I need a tape recorder, but who knew what a tape recorder was in the first century? So poverty of spirit, what does this mean? Now, in answering the question, it's going to be very helpful if we use a specific example to ground our understanding. I mean, I'm a visual learner. That's why I always use PowerPoint, because that's how I like to learn. And, and, and I think Jesus knew that about people, that they were visual. That's why Jesus always taught in what? Parables, right? Stories. And so there are actually numerous examples of poverty of spirit, or what, what poor in spirit looks like in the scriptures. But for the sake of time, we're only going to look at five. No, only one. So now you're feeling better. You're at first, oh, five. Oh, no. You know, please. Oh, one. Oh, you're the best. Hopefully, they'll want me back next month. If he was going to do five, forget it. Don't pull this guy back. Just tell him to stay away. <laughs> okay, so for sake of time, we're going to look at one encounter that Jesus had, and that's with Peter. So from this encounter that Peter has with Jesus and Jesus has with Peter, we'll get a deeper not a perfect, we'll get a deeper understanding of poverty of spirit and what that means. Because if I understand poverty of spirit, I'm going to be blessed and happy, which is what I want. And I'll be able to get into the kingdom of heaven, which is also what I want. But I got to feel, what does this mean, poverty of spirit? What does it look like? What does it look like? So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Luke uh, chapter 5. We're going to read that in a second. You can just get your finger on your Bible in Luke 5. And so in Luke 5, Peter, James, and John, who are interestingly their partners in business, these guys are business associates and fishermen. 
they're fishermen, but they're business. Uh, they have a bi business enterprise together. It's interesting. So in that, we can see Peter, John, and Jacob. They are together. It's a very interesting group. Because they are together. They are together. They are uh, they've been fishing all night. You know, they've been fishing and they caught nothing. So they are so they are exhausted. They are physically, mentally exhausted. And, and probably frustrated. Because each fish is a dollar symbol. And when you don't get the fish, there's no money. So that's a problem. So they've come to the end of themselves. They're exhausted. They're Finished. It's been a bad night. Forget it. We're done. Uh,整夜的脑力啊,不停的去补牢啊,可是什么都没有弄掉,他们的身体极度的疲乏,他们的心理和机器都不好,他必须先可能还有点脑恨,啊,那是,那是你当时的那样子的话,那个大的就就会
everything you can't have and you have to like turn around and go back to work. So you can empathize, you can empathize, have empathy for Peter. And Jesus says to Peter, Peter, go out into deeper water. So this is going to take time. You're going to go back out into deeper water and you're going to throw down your nets for the hundredth and first time. Like you've been doing it all night. You're going to do it again. 那个耶稣跟他说，不仅说就要他在这里工作，他说你要到水深之处，就是你现在要调转盘头，要到你呃要很要一点时间要开到要摇弩摇到那个彼得身的地方去，在那里呢，然后你再去撒网、下网，呃
it's sort of like what your car looks like when you pick up your children from college to come home. <laughs> come home for the summer, that is. So they're they're putting everything in there plus 800 bags of uh, dirty laundry that they didn't want to clean. So now your car, which was probably about two feet off the ground, is now like an inch off the road. <laughs> I'm glad you were laughing. Thank you. And look at verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus's knees, saying, "Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord." That heart cry. Is poverty of spirit in in lights for us? This encounter that Peter had with Jesus is amazing. And Peter's attitude through the whole thing is really interesting. I mean, Peter starts off by almost saying, oh, come on, Jesus, like, this is a waste of time for me to go back there. But because you are asking me, I'll do it. And, and so Peter surrenders himself to the call of Jesus. Jesus is asking him for something, and Peter is frustrated by it. He knows it's going to be a lot of work. It looks pointless, but okay, because you're asking me, and I trust you. Okay, and then Peter sees the results of listening to Jesus. He sees the results of obeying Jesus. He sees the results of surrendering to Jesus and what that's produced. And this is super, super meaningful for Peter. He's he's crushed by this. He is just crushed internally by this experience. Yes, 
and, and this was my question as I was reading this. Why does this miracle create in Peter an awareness of Peter's own impoverished spirit? How does this event spark in Peter an awareness, which is key, that Peter is poor in spirit? And I think the answer, right? You already just said, I think the answer has something to do with the fact that Peter, before he listened to Jesus, he had given up. I mean, I mean, God's timing is always what? Perfect. Peter knew that his skills as a fisherman did not help him. Peter, Peter knew that he could no longer rely on himself. Peter no longer believed in Peter. It was only when he surrendered himself to Jesus that he began to fully realize his need. When Peter listens to Jesus and responds to Jesus' call, he realizes something. He realizes his own poverty of spirit. And he also realizes that he's standing in the presence of someone who is beyond him in power and holiness. So, so in this story, there is some, there are some incredible contrasts going on. We see a contrast between Jesus's words and Peter's encounter with him on the one hand. And 
and almost Peter's implicit acknowledgement that I'm done. I'm in need. Jesus, go to like, I need you like Jesus, like, all right, whatever you want, I'll do like, go to work, Jesus, because I'm done. And on the other hand, we see this other contrast with the world's philosophy that says, believe in yourself, rely on yourself, have self-confidence in yourself. And, and now I want you just to take a step back and think about what's happening on another level between Jesus and Peter. This encounter is so interesting because uh, Lloyd-Jones, um, who you know, wrote the book Studies on the Sermon on the Mount, he said this was almost like a, it was almost like a job interview going on on the boat. Because you have to remember, remember what Peter said in response to Jesus. Like when he saw this miracle of the fish, Peter said something that is just an acknowledgement of poverty of spirit. He said something completely out of desperation and in true humility by saying, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. And at this point in the story, Peter is not a, an apostle yet. He's just a fisherman. So imagine desiring a job and going on an interview and saying the following thing. Would you ever dream of going to an employer, uh, the person you're interviewing with, and saying, listen, I am vile, I am full of sin, and I don't deserve this job? It's It's ridiculous. But this is what this is what Peter says to Jesus. Why? Why does Peter say the following words? Depart from me, Jesus, right? Depart from me. For I am a sinful man, O Lord. One reason is that Peter was coming face to face with God. And you can't face God and not 
feel that you are poor in spirit. Just like you have been staring for years at this cross behind me. And if we can look at the cross, which we do many times, and feel nothing, which we do many times, there is a problem. Because when we look at that cross, it should remind us of not only who God is, but who we are. God had to die for me. He died for me. What? There's something wrong with me that he had to do that. So there's poverty of spirit going on if you have that perspective. 那么你就会思想，我究竟怎么了？为什么基督神的儿子要为我死？这里头一定有一个更重要的事情发生。在这个情况之中的时候，我们就会意识到自己以后的贫穷。Peter encountered God in the form of Jesus Christ. And he saw, Peter saw his utter spiritual poverty. He knew all his education, all his hard work meant nothing. He couldn't even catch fish. But yet this man did it in five seconds when I just listened to what he said. That this man has something that I don't have. This person is, Jesus has revealed in me that I am a sinner. I'm in need of some, something great. Poverty of spirit means having a complete absence of self-assurance. Poverty of spirit means that you have that there is an absence of self-reliance. Poverty of spirit means that we are nothing in the presence of a holy God. It means that we know that in and of ourselves we can't get the job done. That is poverty of spirit. Seeing who we really are and knowing 
that only God can meet our needs. 看见我们自己的真实的状况，而且也明白唯有圣洁的神能成就。Poverty of spirit is that desperate desperation that we feel when we're in the presence of God. 这个邻里平衡就是意味着我们在神的同在之中的时候，里头的一个一个啊呃一个啊一个一个 desperation， 一个 desperation <笑>。So what does poverty of spirit mean practically？ 那么邻里贫穷有什么实际的意义呢 ？It means that if you are a Christian。意味着你作为一个基督徒 ，you became a Christian， 你成为一个基督徒 ，by being born of the Spirit， 你靠着圣灵而重生 ，the Holy Spirit， 就是圣灵 ，because you did what Peter did， 啊，就是因为你做了彼得所做的事 ，you saw the glory of Christ and you said depart from me Jesus I am a sinner， 你看见了神的荣耀在基督里面，然后你就对神说。It means that you are not relying on things like your natural birth. That just 意味着你不再依靠自己啊呃自己天然的出生 It means you're not relying and trusting or gaining confidence because you belong to a certain family. 也不会因着你自己一个啊家族的一个出生的情况而来依靠 It means that you're no longer boasting that you belong to a particular ethnic group or nation. 而且你也不会在因着你属于某一个民族或某一个国家而在那里夸口 It means that you're not relying on your natural position in life or any power that's been given to you on earth. 也不会因着你在世上与生俱来的一些的特权或者一些的啊位置而啊而依靠它 It means that that you're not relying and trusting in money or wealth. 你不再依靠钱财，不再依靠啊世上的财宝。Or you're not boasting in the degree that you have or the college or university you graduated from. 不再为自己的学位，也不为自己所上的大学去。No, you will be like Paul, who said that all those things are dung when compared to the glory of Christ. 不再为这一些去吹牛去。You will not, when you don't rely on your gifts like natural personality. You 不再依靠你自己的天赋，比方说你自己的好的一个啊个性。And when you don't rely on your special abilities. 不再跟，也不再啊。Or when you don't rely on your good behavior or morality, 也不依靠你自己好的行为和良好的一个道德道德表现。That is poverty of spirit. 当我们不再依靠的一切，我们以前所依靠的一切的时候，我们就知道我们进入到邻里贫穷的状况之中。And Peter experienced that. 彼得在这里，他就是。Do you think it was humbling for a business owner like Peter, who was successful and knew his trade, to know that 
he couldn't even do his job that day? Are you poor in spirit? You say, how do I become poor in spirit? Think about Peter's encounter with Jesus. You become poor in spirit by looking at Jesus, at God. Practically, it means thinking and standing, thinking about standing in the presence of God. You become poor in spirit when you read and reflect on the Bible. You become poor in spirit when you read the Ten Commandments. You become poor in spirit when you study what Jesus expects from you. It means thinking about the way the Bible presents Jesus to us. And the more you do that, the more you will understand Peter's reaction to Jesus. And the more you will say, like John the Baptist, he, Jesus, must increase, but I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. And when we come to Jesus, we will cry out and confess our sins. Because you can't look at Jesus, especially on the cross, without feeling your absolute poverty of spirit and emptiness. Let us take the photo. And the beauty of this, and the beauty of this emptiness, the beauty of this poverty of spirit is that once you're there, God fills you to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Because when Peter says, depart from me, I am a sinful man, O Lord. I'm a wicked, vile, disobedient man. Like, I can't even do my job. I've trusted in things I should have trusted in. I, God, just please get away. I just want to 
，连自己的本职工作都做不好，而且我里头充满罪恶。我以前一直都是依靠我自己，我是一个这样不配的人，主要离开我啊，我不配见你的面。You are holy, I am not. You are worthy, I am not. 你是圣洁的，而我不是；你是配受一切的，而我却不是。But look at Jesus's response. 但是你看看耶稣是怎样反应的。This is Jesus's response to poverty in spirit. 这是耶稣如何回应一个灵里贫穷的状况的。Do not be afraid. 说不要怕。Do not be afraid. 不要怕。From now on, you will catch men. 从今以后你要得人呐。Poverty of spirit. In Christ will always keep you. It will always lead to a blessed, happy, more meaningful state. 灵里贫穷，向来都会引入到一个在主里面的丰富，在灵里头被主所祝福的一个状况。And the and the irony of poverty of spirit, as we close, is that as you Become weaker. Jesus, God, makes you stronger. This is what we see in the poverty world. This morning, do what Peter did. Get in the presence of Jesus. 进到耶稣的同在中 Think deeply on who Jesus is and what He did on that cross. 更深的来思想他是怎样一个基督，他在十字架上成就的是怎样的事情 See your need. 看见我们自己的需要 See your helplessness. 看见我们自己的无能为力 And then cry out to Him. Call on Jesus. Ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Ask him to save you. And he will. And then and only then will you be blessed. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 被祝福的是灵里贫穷的人，因为天国是他们的。Peter came to Jesus as a fisherman. 彼得到耶稣面前来是一个渔夫。He ends up an an apostle of God. 但是他的终点却是神的使徒。Let's pray. 让我们一起来祷告。Heavenly Father， 亲爱的天父 ，Make this truth known to us。求你帮助我们明白这个真理。Help us to understand in a deeper way. Blessed are the poor in spirit。让我们更深的理解这一个啊真理，就是。Forgive us, God. Oh, you, 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 for trusting in so many things but you. We trust in so many things but you. 
Forgive us for not looking to you to help us to solve our problems at work, at home, in this life. Oh, 帮助我们，让我们学会来依靠你来解决我们的工作、学习、生活、家庭等种种的问题。Help us to understand deeper what Jesus did for us and had to do for us on the cross. 让我们更深刻的明白耶稣所做的一切在十字架上为我们所成就的。And God, thank you so much. Oh, 神啊，我们如此的谢谢你。For covering our sins with your blood. 用你自己的宝血。And removing our sins, 也使我们的罪远离我们 And stamping forgiveness on every one of our sins, 而且使我们每一个罪都被你所赦免，被你所救赎 We don't deserve that. 我们不配这一切 But we thank you for it. 但是我们在你面前，我们谢谢你 Lord God, fill your people with a desire to want to spend time with you. Oh, 主啊，你帮助你的百姓。Help them to reflect on Peter's encounter with Jesus. 让我们来思考彼得与基督与耶稣相遇的那一幕。And why poverty of spirit is a blessing. 让我们思想为什么你与贫穷的呃人是有福的。We thank you, Father. Oh, 天父，谢谢。In your name, Jesus, we pray. 我们奉耶稣基督的名祷告。Amen. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. We thank Father Joe for bringing the message to us. We thank our brother Joe for bringing this message. We thank our brother Joe for bringing this message.